This is the Dungeon Master's Handbook. Hello everyone, this is Michael, also known as Chicago Wiz, and this is episode 57 of A Dungeon Master's Handbook. We're going to talk about how to play OD&D, the hidden resources that you haven't seen. Plus, we're going to take probably one of the most unusual call-ins from a fellow podcaster that you'll hear, at least this week. Alright, so on some, uh, on some places that I hang out where I talk about OD&D with other folks... We've been talking about how there's been an interesting split between the resources that newcomers to OD&D are using to learn how to play the game and the resources that a lot of us have used um, uh, in the in, uh, past 15 years and how those older resources seem to be getting left behind. So I'm going to share four of the key resources that I've used in the past and still continue to use to this day to help me use the original little three brown books from Dungeons & Dragons as it was printed in 1974. Now, admittedly, you can learn how to play OD&D for the most part by going to the literally dozens and dozens of retro clones and hacks that have been produced um, pretty much, you know, since uh, the mid-2000 aughts. Uh, I wouldn't even try to come up with a count of how many retro clones and fantasy heartbreakers there are. There's a lot. But what's interesting is that even with all of these retro clones, there's still an interest in playing in the original rules and in, you know, going back and trying to see where it all began and maybe catching some of that magic. And and, and I guess it's an undeniable lure. I, you know, certainly felt it... Uh, back in 2008, 2009, and, you know, people, when they're exposed to OD&D, and they hear the excitement, and they hear that other people are having fun playing this game, you know, there's kind of a lure. Well, what is it about this game from 45, 50 years ago that, you know, is so interesting? Um, Now, there are a few YouTubers and some folks doing podcasts and whatnot um, that are doing yeoman's work in sharing their experiences with OD&D. But it's interesting that, you know, there has been a lot of digital ink spilled over the past 15 years that have talked about, collected uh, information on, traded back and forth, have, have explored these paths, and have been basically lost to the internet. Now, it's interesting because, you know, when when I talk to my kids and my grandkids, you know, and and they're looking for information, they're not going to places like Google. No, they're, they're, they're searching Reddit. They're searching TikTok. They're searching YouTube. They're asking their friends who probably are using, you know, the similar sources, or maybe they found a Discord server, maybe they found a podcast, what have you. The information that's being shared and the sources aren't necessarily the sources that I used. And it's interesting because, you know, we have so much of the internet, but our primary vehicle for that is either 
knowing where to go to get that information, being able to use the search engines, or having that information somewhere where I normally consume information. Now, you know, for the people that are coming into the hobby or for the people that are new to OD&D, they're not going to know about the forums. They're not going to know about the blogs that, you know, have been going on for 15 years now. They're going to go to the places where they've been getting all their other information. And there is not, surprisingly, a lot of that source material being readily talked about, like we talked about it when we were discussing things, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010. And, and I find that fascinating just from the standpoint of sitting back and going, wow, you know, these are resources that to me are so organic. So, you know, like second nature to go to. But when I kind of think about it and play amnesia and forget about what I've known for the past 15 years, it makes a lot of sense. So I guess, you know, questions like how do I play? How do I make a campaign? How do I find information in these crazy little brown books that absolutely are an organizational mess? It makes sense that people are going to walk down the same path that literally there's dozens and dozens of pages of information and you know, hundreds of threads and, and hundreds of posts and comments and what have you, that those of us that were into the hobby back then got to experience, but that information's not getting there now. Anyway, so I, I think I've got the point across, you know, that there is kind of this gap of information. So something I want to do is share four key resources that I used starting out back in 2008, 2009, when I was trying to learn OD&D. And surprisingly, they're still available to today. And I'm going to uh, share those with you now. So the first one, especially for OD&D, and it is absolutely, I think, the best source of information on OD&D on the internet is the OD&D Pro Boards Forum. It's run by a gent named Marvin Brigg, uh, also known as Finarvin, and I will put a link to this resource as well as other resources into the show notes. Now, the ODD Pro Boards Forum is <laughs> very much an old school style forum where you have uh, forums that are divided up by categories, and then within these categories, you have topics, and then people post comments on those topics and so on. You know, kind of like Reddit in a way where, you know, if you think of the OD&D Pro Boards as being Reddit, each category is a subreddit, and then you have threads within, and those threads can have things like links and pictures and discussions and questions and answers and polls and whatnot. But this forum, and this forum's been around, I think when I did a search the first post I found there was from 2007, I want to say. I didn't write it down, but, it, well, yeah, I did. I said, there's been information across the past 16 years. Well, yeah, that would be 2007. Um, primarily geared towards OD&D. Now, it's been kept small and closed and focused solely on that. There are some other, you know, sub 
categories and topics that branch out into the retro clones and branch out into other avenues of gaming. But by and large, the the full thrust of this is in OD&D. And, and it is amazing. The quality of content there is very high. I, I think that anyone who has a question today about OD&D and is posting on Reddit or is asking the questions on YouTube or, or TikTok or what have you, they would be hard-pressed to not find that answer in the forum. Now, you can go there. Um, you can easily search the forum without joining. Uh, you can just use the search tools, or you can, if you're skilled enough with the Googles, you can use the site search and search against that site and pick up uh, threads and, and topics and whatnot. Um, if you do want to join, there's a process to join. You should be active somewhere else. Um, one of the ways that the moderators help keep the spammers off the board is they're looking for people to join that show activity elsewhere. So if you have a Reddit um, user profile or you've been active somewhere else that the moderators can go and look at really quick, or if you know somebody on the uh, Pro Boards forum, you can join up and uh, you know, just uh, follow the new user uh, registration process and uh, come join in the conversation. But that has been probably my biggest go-to in terms of getting OD&D information. Um, three other sources. So the second source is something that's no longer um, actively uh, added to, but it's a source of information that, again, represents kind of that lost history, if you will, you know, where there was awesome resources you know, back, I hate to say back in the day, but boy, that makes me sound like an old fart. Um, but it was back in the day. Uh, this is a resource called Philotomy's Musings. Now, these were written by a gentleman named Jason Cohn. Uh, he had a blog, which in the mid-aughts really dived into some of the inner workings of OD&D. And his musings, if you will, were collected into a PDF. And these sorts of um, resources are a lot of the resources that you'll see mentioned across places that I'm talking about. Uh, philosophy, philosophy had a lot of influence on how people interpreted OD&D because I, I think he really caught on to what Gary and David were, were trying to promote in their game. Um, it's full of things like house rules. It's full of things like, hey, you know, you, you, what does it mean that the uh, OD&D dungeons are the underworld? You know, and, and he's, he's written quite a bit about it. Um, really good resource. And this is kind of an example I'm talking about where, you know, we're talking about link rot and social media pushing the forums and the blogs to the background is that, you know, it used to be everyone would link to Philotomy's musings and quote them and what have you. And as time's gone on, that resource has been lost to history. Well, I'm resurrecting it and, and, and I hope you'll check it out. A third resource that actually is still very active as well uh, just like the OD&D Pro Board Forum, is Delta's D&D Hotspot blog. Now, uh, this is written by a gentleman named Daniel Collins. He also has an active podcast and YouTube channel, I believe. 
but his blog goes back all the way to 2007, and he has been thinking about and playing OD&D and AD&D across this entire time, and quite liberally in the sense of uh, volumelessly sharing his thoughts and his findings. Uh, he's a statistician, and so he employs a pretty rigorous method of figuring out how things work and coming up with some great insights. Um, this is kind of an example of the depth that there has been done already towards OD&D. But again, unless you kind of know where to look, you may not pick it up in today's social media world. So um, Delta's D&D blog, definitely a recommended resource. Dan also wrote a set of uh, easily used mass combat war game rules that will work with OD&D and AD&D. Um, I've mentioned this in previous uh, podcast uh, episodes, but uh, highly recommend that. And then the last resource is called Wayne Rossi's Original Setting. And what this is, is he took the board game uh, Outdoor Survival, which Gary and David recommended you use if you wanted to do a wilderness hex crawl. If you needed to set up a wilderness, if you wanted to have, you know, villages and castles and places for the players to go other than just a dungeon, they recommended using this board game. And some of the procedures for uh, determining, did you get lost? You know, do you have enough resources to survive and, and travel in the outdoors? They recommended using the rules in this, uh, in this board game. Well, Wayne really dived deep into the um, outdoor survival game, and he wrote a series of blog posts talking about, well, hey, you take OD&D, you take the idea of a castle, well, here's in detail how a castle would work in an OD&D wilderness. Here's an example of how a priest's temple would work, and so on. And um, Again, it's an example of the type of blog posts that are kind of lost the time in social media. Um, this setting is used by a lot of the folks on the OD&D Pro Boards as they're setting up their campaigns, uh, you know, focusing on the three little brown books. And again, I encourage you to check it out. It's it's a free PDF. All of these links that I'm going to be mentioning and all these resources are free to you to use. Um, it, there are many, many other blogs and places that you can go to find um, information on how to play OD&D. And you can do that uh, a lot by clicking on the links from these resources. You know, it's the it's the web, uh, kind of like diving deep into Wikipedia and you get lost for a day. With, <laughs> you can spend many days getting lost uh, from these blogs and the links that they would uh, um, link to. You know, I know that the more modern styles are what's used these days. And, you know, you got to kind of keep in mind, 15 years ago, these blogs and these forums were the hot thing. That's where everybody went, you know. Who knows where we're going to be going 15 years from now? Uh, will Reddit be still around? Will TikTok still be around? Will the information that you're putting on those sites be available? I don't know. 
But um, I hope that you, as you're learning OD&D and you're thinking about it and you're trying to learn it, I hope you'll use these resources and I hope you'll share your own. And just remember that with OD&D, there really isn't a right or wrong answer. Uh, there's the answer for what works at your table and in your game. So take all of these resources, be inspired by them, uh, you know, take what works and learn from what doesn't. Okay, so again, check the show notes for the links and have fun. So we have a couple of call-ins today. And first, I have to apologize to Trevor, who left a very kind call-in, but <laughs> Spotify decided to eat the audio. The quality was so bad, it was very difficult to hear. So I'm not going to try to add in his call, but he was basically uh, listening to my 50th episode and commenting on how it's true that content creators have to put out a lot of content to remain relevant and in the discussion, if you will. And that kind of follows my point that I just talked about where there is so much information across the past 15 years about all of these various things, you know, thousands and thousands of blog posts on any topic that you can imagine. But as social media has pushed to the forefront, this information is getting pushed back to the back and you need to be skilled at the Googles to find it. Um, you know, it's up to us to share those resources and to bring them back out and to help people find them. So, um, you know, let's, let's do what we can do. So the second call in, and these, these recordings need a bit of an explanation and a confession. So here we go. True confession time. I love doing voices in my games. I love doing voices in my games. I love doing the voices in my games. <laughs> it's true. I do love doing the voices. They're just so much fun. I get a kick out of it. And you know what, sugar? Whether it's voices like this or managing to make an entire room at GaryCon go silent as I did a horrible shrieker noise, I love it. So... A fellow podcaster, Stuart, also known as Free Thrall of the podcast Keep Off the Borderlands, he was talking in a recent episode about how he does voices in character for his games. And I loved that. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm glad someone else likes it. So I left him a call in, challenging him to do some impromptu voices and leave it as a message. We, sh we should trade voices. That would be awesome feedback. So I'll tell you what, you call into my show you give me a couple of voices and then um, t tell me what you want me to do. So your voices, I, I challenge you, um, a six-year-old boy who has just encountered a space-traveling insect and they're going to have a conversation. That's your challenge. <laughs> All right, take care and game on. Challenge accepted. Excuse me. Hello. What are you doing in my garden? I'm sorry. Is this your domain? Uh, well, kinda, I guess. I'm just passing through. I, I don't fully understand the, the boundaries set within this world. <laughs> what are you? 
looked like an insect or something. Uh, having studied the taxonomy of your planet, I can understand why you might categorize me in such a way. Of this planet? What are you talking about? Are you not of this planet? No, I, as I say, I am a, a traveler passing through. I had to stop here to pick up some nutrients in order to continue my journey. Yes. Well, um, are you able to find what you need in my garden? Uh, your plants, these, these ones in particular. What, those begonias? Yes, yes, they have a particular uh, construction and uh, contain enzymes which are very valuable to, to my kind. Well, I guess you can help yourself to them, but don't let me mum catch you doing that. She'll have a fit. I will try and cause as little damage as possible. I just need to insert my proboscis into the, the, the roots of the plant. I will ensure that this does not destroy the organism. I guess you can help yourself then if that's the case. Thank you. I appreciate your hospitality. Well, okay, but um, don't let anyone catch her. They might not be quite so understanding. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That is all I will need. If you will excuse me, I must be on my way. Um, bye. Mum? I just met an alien in the garden. Oh, no. Hi, Michael. Spencer here. Thank you very much for uh, issuing that challenge. My challenge to you is you are a short-sighted wizard who, in an attempt to find a spell to locate his glasses, he's accidentally summoned something into being. I'll let you decide what that might be. I look forward to hearing your response. Take care. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've got an idea in my head and I'm going to I'm going to record that wizard. Yes, because I'm going to have some voices and sound effects. You'll just have to listen to Stuart's next podcast to hear my reply and see how it went. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and commenting and as always, game on.